go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispy from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispy only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with SiriusXM's Listen Next program, presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with SiriusXM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Ask me! podcast you've done hundreds of times you have a you need a sign in where you go yo it's eliza what up what up party yeah. people oh god party people one of my biggest pet peeves when i'm watching <laughs> comics is like you know like what up you guys smoke weed how we feeling it's like unless you're a host you don't have to ask them you right. should be like hi hello let's get it, it cracking we're gonna pause while you share how you're feeling what's popping peeps Ooh. Isn't it crazy how fast language goes out? Like even saying dope, I'm like, am I old now? Is that too chuggy? Oh boy. Yuck we had stuff. a lot of people when when we did the episode, you explained what chuggy was. We had a lot of people that were just like, ugh, another word. I mean, it's like also, I mean, it's any word. Cool, red. Some say cool has managed to stay for it a has. very long time. I feel like because it's very neutral. But then again. Like when your parents like, you should see, it's really cool. This really cool experience. You're like, is it cool? Mm. Dead. Well, I'll tell you what is cool. Bud Light Seltzer. No, these, <laughs> these questions, lots of fun this episode, you guys. So strap in and strap on. Tune in and tune everything else out. We're coming at you. Life questions. PhD. Girlfriend. Racist uncle. My husband's a dick. My friend is an asshole. What do I do? Do we need a soundboard where you can just be gone and I can just hit a button and it just goes like, leave the friend. Your friend. Yeah. <laughs> leave the friend. Leave him. This isn't the guy for you. Leave your friend. You are dumb. <laughs> or you can just watch Judge Judy. There you go. Anonymous. Hi, Eliza. Emily, the ever precious Snow Peach. I have a relationship question. Bet you're surprised. Shocker. I have an amazing boyfriend who has been nothing but incredible in the nine months we've been together. He has always been open, transparent, and nothing but loving towards me. So he's trans. No. But there was a weird moment this past weekend. We went on our first vacation together, and while waiting for our flight, we were looking at something on his phone together, and a text message popped up. Girl's name dash airline name. Context, he went home to visit family the weekend prior and told me all about this eventful flight he had. He even told me about a flight attendant hitting on him hard, his phrasing. He made comments that made it sound like he told her about me. He told me details about her, including where in our state she lived, but nothing about exchanging numbers with her. Like I said, everything up until this, he's done nothing but prove how trustworthy and honest he is. But I've had bad past relationships with experiences where I've been gaslit, lied to, and cheated on. 
I want to believe he's not like that, and I don't want to make him feel as if he has to pay for the mistakes of another man. Aha! But this you one has listened to my podcast. Yeah, but this one just isn't sitting right with me. Am I being crazy, or should I be alarmed? Also, would love any advice on how to possibly approach the topic without being accusatory. I get emotional very easily when broaching stressful topics, much to my own annoyance. I didn't say anything when it popped up because I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt, but it's still on my mind. Also, more details, since I know you like details. Throughout our trip, he left his phone with me multiple times, and he has given me his passcode yeah. prior to this trip. I didn't look into his messages because right. I find that sort of thing to be extremely disrespectful. It's so gross. Also, I'm 28 and a horse trainer. He's the same age, insanely hot, and very successful for his stage but in he life. he hates horses. What do I do? <laughs> That's my real question. It's just called a horse trainer. It's not called like an equestrian or something. <laughs> Equestrian nation. It's not like a horse trainer. It just sounds harsh. Trainer. Like on a farm, it's a horse trainer. In the barn, it's an equestrian. I think you're doing all the right things. Mm -hmm. Look, I get dudes' numbers all the time, usually in the context of comedy. (laughs) But no, I'm saying there's a version where like, yeah, he's like, oh, my girlfriend loves CrossFit. And she's like, oh, really? Like I run a gym, take my number, you know? It's okay to take the number of someone of the opposite gender, um, It could have been they bonded over something specific, you know, taking it randomly just to have it. They could have really gotten along. It's weird that he mentioned, you know, she hit on him hard. That's a little strange. You're right to be like, this is a little weird given that you said she was hitting on you. And that he told her so many details about the conversation, but not why they would have exchanged numbers. Like, not like, oh, I said you guys should hang out. You should do CrossFit together. Like, get it off your chest. And I think it's so great that he left the phone with you and that, you know, he gave you the number, all that's uh, the passcode, all that stuff. There is a very, um, there's a non-aggressive way that you can sit down in a non-confrontational way and just say, hey, um, I trust you, which is why I'm coming to you like this. I don't want your passcode. I don't want to check your messages. Um, And before our vacation, I noticed the number popped up. It's okay that he didn't tell you he gave you the number. Like, he doesn't have to tell you everything, but just be like, you know, just ask a little bit about the context. And he'll be like, do you want to read the text? Say no, because that shows that you don't trust him, you know? But it's a little weird, but not that weird. But you are within your rights to be like, just wondering. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you'd want to wonder. I think you'd want wonder if if I told you about a guy that was hitting on me and then I had his number. You'd be like, I wouldn't have thought about it twice, but you mentioned you went out of your way to tell me she was hitting on you. And then you had the number. Mm-hmm. So I was just wondering, just keep it calm. Don't go crazy. It's hard. I understand like this thing where she says she gets emotional and it's like, I get that way too, where like I will uncontrol, like if I'm, if I have to confront someone, I will cry and I don't want to. And it feels like a tactic. Every morning. (laughs) Every morning. But like, even like, like when the police pulled me over that time at that stop sign, I just like started tearing up and I'm like, I'm not doing this to, I'm, I just, I'm so stressed. You're and pink upset. right now. I know thinking about how upset I was. When you used my personal bathroom this morning and you skedaddled <laughs> out of there. They're okay. No. I can't no pee wa- when someone can listen this and you were insane. in here quietly near both the bathrooms I usually use. I wasn't, I'm, I promise I'm not listening. I don't think you're purposefully listening, but I just I'm know sleeping. you have like. We have construction going on. I have to pick a different wing. There is a way that you sit down and you're like, I trust you. You've done nothing but be honest with me. I don't want your passcode. I don't want to see your phone. So I'm just asking you. Mm-hmm. And whatever you say, I will believe. Yeah. And you can and you even know what? head he it He might off. be lying. In which case, but that's, that's, this is the way cookie crumbles. 
And if you start to tear up, you can just be like, look, I'm not, I'm not doing this to try to manipulate you. I just, I, I get oh very nervous. I don't think you can say that. You could just be like, I am frustrated with myself. Yes. Yeah. Make it about you. But yeah. you're definitely owed, you know, like, okay. Had he not been like, she hit on me. Right. It would be different. So something's weird. Something's weird. Talk to him. He's definitely attracted to her though. Just so you know. <laughs> Sorry, he is. Hey, Liza, Emily and pod fam. This is from Leanne. I'm new to the show. I recently heard you on another podcast. And when you mentioned having your own show, I jumped right in. Thank you. Thank you. That's how it was. I love that. I have a situation at work I'd love to get your advice on. Can I just say, I'm always like reticent on another podcast to be like, and I have a podcast because it's like everyone does, but ours is really good. (laughs) I hope I'm proving that to you. Yeah. Hopefully you're having a good time over here. Thanks for joining us. I was situation That was cracking open. Okay. I have a situation at work I'd love to get your advice on. I work in a fairly small architectural office, but we're pretty spread out. It used to be a gallery space. My yeah, coworker I was say, that, is it an open floor plan for sure. My coworker that sits next to me is a nice guy. He's battled with severe allergies for a long time. For context, about a year ago, he would only eat, wait for it, raw beef and fat cubes once a day at work, every day for years. Oh my god! He was in and out of the hospital. Is he last a year shark? And seemed to be on the mend and able to eat other foods now too. What? The thing of it is. He does not chew with his mouth closed at all. Some days he has two or three meals, snacks, and or chews doubled up gum. Oh, good. I'm getting what so mad. What is wrong with It's people? driving myself and another coworker insane. It actually makes me miss him having that one disgusting meal a day. My other coworker and I will send messages and gifts back and forth as laugh slash outlets for our frustration. Yeah, good for you. I've tried headphones and will blare my music and podcasts, but it never drowns it out. I've rearranged my monitors to block the visual. When I see him bringing a meal down during lunchtime, I'll attempt to take my own break, and it's rare I'm able to. Most of the time, we all work through lunch and eat at our desks. Any advice? I've been trying to find a way to bring this up to him, but I I don't want to come across as a dick. Love your work and can't wait to come to my first show in Jersey. All the best, Leanne. That is so rough because he's such a gross out. This upsets me more than anything else on this earth. I get so upset. Well, it just speaks to people being so focused on their own needs. Like his whole thing, his whole world revolves around like his dietary needs that he forgets that he's like living in a society to quote George Costanza. That bothers me. Like people are so myopic because they have so much shit going on that they forget. Like you need a turn signal. You need to hold a door. You need to like consider that other people can hear you. So Emily's looking at me now because she thinks I'm a loud chewer. Is that what that you is? are the loudest chewer? I'm and in I was my own debating home. bringing it up. I'm in my own home. That's why sometimes I leave the room when you're eating. Good. You're in here too much. <laughs> it's different. We're not equal. <laughs> You are I not know, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't sit you down and have a conversation about how you eat so many wet foods. You could tell me that though. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm not offended. I'm not like, I've got a jaw thing and my blood's weird. No, what? but you will say, because you can't breathe out your nose. So it's just like. I have a small nasal passage. Yeah. Um, look, <laughs> at a certain point, it's going to come down to like Thunderdome, like you or him cage match and. I wonder, it's it's tough because you can't go to HR. I don't know how companies work. Right. You can't. It's like, what do you say? Like, what do you say? That's why it's she's asking like, us. But it's 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 so hard because how do you tell a grown man, like, why are you doing this to me? You know what? Go up to him nicely. And be like, hey, Herb. What's his name? Hal. Something weird. Herb Scorn. Hal. Hey, Traub. Um, this is uncomfortable. I just, I was wondering if there's a way for you to chew more quietly. 
uh, because I can hear you all the way over at my desk. Just say it. And if he's like, that's so rude. Well, then we know he's a fucking idiot. Yeah. You know, but like at a certain point, and especially as women, it's always like, how can I limit my own pleasure? You're putting on headphones. You're going to the other side of the office. Like you can only do so much. You're spending so much energy thinking about this. And I know the feeling. I got a neighbor with a really loud AC next to me and I go to bed with headphones on and I wake up stressed about it. It is brutal. Yeah. Um, so I think you just, the truth will set you free. Say it as nice as you can, you know, because it's tough because you don't want to get the other people it bothers you. Be like, we've all decided. So, yeah. But I think it's worth saying like, hey, I don't know how to say this. And this, I'm so uncomfortable with this because I don't want to offend you. I've noticed some, like you chew kind of loud. I can hear it sometimes, like even through my headphones. Because it's tough because then he'll still keep doing it because that's like relearning manners, which he obviously never learned because he was raised by a feral jaguar. But like, at least you were heard. Maybe, because you'd be surprised. People surprise you. He might be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Or he'll be like, I've got extra teeth because of my diet. I'm an extra carnivore. I feel... It's, I, I love movies, but I hate going to the movie theater because somebody's always eating like an animal, like yeah. choking on popcorn or just like jiggling their foot. And I'm truly sitting like, I need horse blinders. And I'm just like, why is this happening to Has me? Has it occurred to you that you're too particular? I mean- And it, I say that coming from a very particular person. I mean, this- You can't I, pee in silence. What do you want to go to a train station? <laughs> yeah. Just dump out on the tracks? No, Anyways, I vote truth will set you free. As a woman, you already spend the majority of your life tiptoeing around others. Just say something. Otherwise, it will start to just be too stressful. Mm -hmm. But kudos to you for, as I always say, forming a friendship with someone else where you can talk shit about this guy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's like, I told my neighbor, I was like, please, can you turn your TV down, please? And he's like, okay. And then the world it was so turned small. down for like an hour and then never again. Right. And it's like, well, why do you think that this doesn't apply ever? You think that this is the only time? You know what? I don't know what kind of relation, I don't know how you are as a person and I don't know what kind of relationship you have with them. But like, I know if this were happening with me and Emily, like there's a version where one of us is trying to be like, dude, you are chewing so loud. Like there's that deliver where it's like, just like, it's kind of like we're both in on the joke. Like, dude, you are chewing so loud, mm -hmm. you know, but I don't or know if you have- start crying. That. There's no crying. That's not the option to anything. <laughs> just turn pink and start crying. <laughs> no, I mean this man, when you tell him you're Fuck chewing him. so loud. Going, okay. oh, God. You are chewing so loud. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet. Well, introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus, the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable. And it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. 
newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bolin Branch. Go to bolinbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Hi, Eliza, Emily, and Tianfu. Thank you for being the highlight of my Wednesdays. Or just turn around and be like, hey, Herb, take a break. Breathe through your nostrils. Swallow. (laughs) This is what I should be saying to you. I can't. I don't care. Okay, there you (laughs) go. Hi, Eliza, Emily, and Tianfu. Thank you for being the highlight of my Wednesdays. I have a question about potential in-laws. Yeah. My long-term boyfriend is amazing, and we are talking marriage. LTB. Oh, Everything is perfect, except I just haven't hit it off with his parents. We have very different values and habits, and every time they're around, my boyfriend acts like a completely different person than yeah. the person I fell in love with. Yeah. He isn't like this with any of our friends or my family. His parents make me extremely uncomfortable, and I don't feel like I can be myself around them. They make rude comments, treat emotional awareness as a weakness, and are generally grouchy and cold. It wouldn't be an issue, but we are around them multiple times a month. I've talked to my boyfriend about it, but he just takes it as they are who they are and isn't phased. Help. What can I or we do to make interactions with his parents not so dreadful? Uh, They don't like you. So there's that. You know, your boyfriend's kind of showing you where he comes from and who he is. And there is the version where he's intimidated by his parents or he just sort of emotionally shuts down. A lot of people do. Um, But I think that there's something being said to you that you're kind of not wanting to hear. 
And I would look at those differences, the way the parents are, the way the boyfriend is around them. Because when you get married or have kids, like it sounds like he might sort of defer to them. So I think it's worth, girls, please stop saying like, look, I found this one guy and we love each other. So I'm not going to examine anything else. Blow this wide open. Get in there, get in that grit and figure out what it is. Do the parents not like you for X, Y, Z? Are they actually just shitty people? Would they be this way to anyone? Like see what it is because these may be irreconcilable differences and you might just be up against something that you can't control. You also have to decide like, am I okay with marrying someone whose parents suck? Mm -hmm. Especially you're seeing them multiple times a month. Like that's forever. And by the way, the fact that he's unwilling to do anything means he's also not putting your feelings first. You also may not be right. Like emotionally aware like that. I'm just saying that could take its toll. Like if you're too sensitive, you don't know what these parents are like, you know, not- as a younger generation, like it can't be like, this is the way we see the world. Everyone else has got to change. Everything's got to be perfect for us. But the parents might be assholes. They might be racist. I don't know what the differences are culturally, Mm -hmm. but your boyfriend's showing you what he's made of. So I think that that's worth looking at. Yeah. Multiple times a month, you're just like miserable. And he's like, too bad. This is what it is. Well, then guess there's gonna be a lot more of that when you become a missus. Yeah. Kick it. Hey, Liz, Emily, and the sweetest Snow Peach, huge fan of the pod. I was wondering if y'all have any advice on men. Nope. Next question. (laughs) I'm a gay man and I have no gaydar whatsoever. Doesn't help. I've never been in a relationship at 23, but hey, such is life. I wanted to get y'all's opinion on a boy who's a classmate of mine. Yes, I am in grad school. (laughs) He constantly is giving me hearts. Like when I talk, he holds his hands up as hearts and ends his messages to me as hearts and even asks me to get coffee once our summer class is over. My thing is, IDK, if he's queer, using this as a broad encompassing term, I have no idea how to ask if he is. I tried, oh, any girl would be lucky to have you. You're such a great guy, but that didn't work and he dodged it. Yeah, this guy's gay. (laughs) And he's queer because straight men, uh, you know what? That's not true. I was gonna take it back. I'll say straight men don't use hearts. I've known plenty of straight guys who use a lot of hearts and you're like, whoa, like take it easy. It's not Valentine's Day. Yeah. All right. Jesus, drop my mic. I'm thinking of being quote unquote drunk. I'm completely sober. I would just love an excuse to not be accountable for my actions and texting him to ask if he's into me. Thoughts? Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't be something you're not. Yeah. By the way, that's that's lame. Um, I think you're picking up something. And I also think, look, some people come out of the womb like knowing I'm gay and everyone's gay, but I think maybe you do have a little bit of gaydar and I think you're picking up on something. So I think he's just as nervous as you are. Mm-hmm. I also think you kind of don't know till you go. So I vote, feel it out. Go get that coffee. Mm-hmm. Go get that coffee. Does he touch your hand? Yeah. Is he like, can't wait to see you, you know? First of all, ask yourself, are you into this guy? Not just because he's also queer. Maybe you don't live somewhere where there's a lot of queer people, but like, are you into this person? I think you are a little bit. I think you're just nervous. But I don't think he sounds like the kind of guy where if you were to assume it, he wouldn't be offended. Yes. Go on that coffee date. Yeah. Hello, team. Longtime listener and fan of all things Eliza. Question. I quarantined in March of 2020 with the family I work for. Why? In this city outside of where I lived. It was a lonely seven to 10 months. They were very strict about COVID and let very few people into the home. I didn't leave the property for five months. The one small light was one of the maintenance men who had to come due to emergency issues at the home we could not fix. Logging up that toilet. (laughs) He was my age and we had a flirty vibe going. 
The end of July 2020, I slipped him my number on a post-it, and we've been seeing one another. A piece of toilet paper. <laughs> sleeping together ever since. Whoa. At the time, I didn't know if I would stay in this town, but since then, I've gotten rid of my old apartment, found a new apartment, because I was living with the family, plan to st- stay here for at least the next year. You see where this is going. After nearly a year of daily texts and sleeping together, I've developed feelings for this person that Thank I don't believe enough. are beyond friends with benefits for him. Now... Mm. I am the same age as Eliza, own my own business, and due to COVID, need to make some pivots. At the end of the day, I'm looking for a partner. I want more than what we have. At the time of writing, we see one another two to three times a week. I've met a few of his friends, but we don't often go out in the daytime. My question is, how do I ask him for more? Do I ask for more? Wouldn't we have more if it's what he wanted, truthfully? He's vampire. I know the answer, but I'd like to find a nice way to move on from something that has been special to me without just ghosting. It's okay. been a year. We've developed a friendship. Hope that makes sense. Apologies for the long question. Thanks for always didn't it. make sense? And we're like, what? I don't get it. Uh, you are the same age as me. You have a business. You know what you want in life. Why are we as women afraid to get what we want? He's getting what he wants, which is sex, no strings attached, Fling. So why do your needs come second? You don't have to be militant about it. Um, I don't think you want to be rejected and you're kind of hoping that this is like the guy for you, but also like, is this the guy that you want to like move forward with? Or has he just been the guy that's been available? Perhaps you both have served each other's purposes. Quarantine, it was someone to emotionally be with and have sex with. That was great, but you're moving on in life. And so if you like this guy and this is your future, Listen to yourself. You, it's a thousand percent worth being like, I've had so much fun and just wondering if you wanted to take this to the next level. By the way, like you put in your time. We're also afraid of being called crazy girls. It's not like you slept together one night and you're like, why aren't we official? A year, a year of your life, probably out of convenience, there should be no issue. You should not be afraid of his reaction at all. He might be like, yeah, I don't know if I'm there. Give him the option of that. Because he also may be nervous. Maybe he's getting the vibe because you're trying, this happens with girls sometimes, you're trying so hard to be casual. He's like, I guess I'll just keep it casual too. Fucking put it out there. Just be like, this was fun. And just wondering if, you know, what your thoughts are. Make your intentions known too. Mm -hmm. That's it. You're not, it's fine. He can still be on top during intercourse. Yeah, yeah, you just got to lay it out for him. Lay it out and then lay it out. And I'd be curious to know, did you get an apartment in that area for him or do you want to be there? Yeah, there's that too. Make make those COVID pivots. Hello to the hilarious- Making COVID moves. Hello to the hilarious Eliza, sweet Emily, adorable Chanfu, and ever mysterious Gracie. I, 18 female, have a problem that I feel many people can relate to. I'm going to tell you right now, move on. From that friend, from that guy. About a month ago, I ran into this girl who instantly recognized me, knew my name, and seemed to know me. I had no clue who she was. I pretended I remembered her and asked how she was, etc. She works at a pizza place me and my family go to. Whenever I see her, she says hi, and I say hi back. I don't know her name or how we knew each other, and it's too late to ask. No, she doesn't wear a name tag. I'm guessing we met over Corona, and without the mask, I didn't recognize her. Is there a way to ask her name or find out how we know each other? Love the pod. Hope you can answer this. It doesn't have to be anonymous. Okay, this is Cordelia.bell. I love also, the name Cordelia, by the way. What? You know, Charisma Carpenter played Cordelia on Buffy. I don't care about also, what you're saying. Also, after watching the Eliza sketch show, I still don't know what to say when someone knocks on the door of a bathroom while you're in there. So if you have an answer to that, it'd be great too. Get away from me! 
I'm in here now. Uh, it's simple. You go to the pizza place, you find another employee. What if they tell? They're not going to. That's so boring. Oh, hey, Beth, that girl asked your name. Okay, here's what you do. You go into the pizza place, you flag another employee and be like, that waitress was so nice. What was, and she told me her name. What was her name? And they'll be like, oh, that was Susan. And they'll never think about it again. And then can you look them up on Facebook and see like, do we, what, do we have mutual friends? Are they my college friends? Are they my- no, you could do that or you're 18. So you probably don't want to talk to people. So you go up to Susan, you go, hey, what's up? Be like, this is so strange. I, when did we first meet? Mm. I was thinking about it the other day. I've done this actually. I mean, like, when did we first meet? And then she'll be like, oh, it was at Scorn's birthday party. It was at Traub's loud eating fest. So just ask that way. Or you can go Snoopy Snoopy. You can also ask a friend. Yeah. Be like, Kate, who works at Mr. Gaddy's Pizza, how do I know her? The amount of times my friends, Jody in particular, has fielded a text from me being like, this phone number, how do I know it? This person, how do I know this comic? Mm-hmm. And then it's usually someone who pays attention more being like, we met them at the thing. Oh, that's right. Oh, they dated Bloob. Yeah. Oh, Bloob's boyfriend. Wow. This keeps falling. Doesn't have to be that complicated. Yeah. Unless you guys hooked up, in which case you're a jerk. <laughs> yeah. All right. Would love to hear you cut through the garbo on this. Garbo cut. Sound now, effect. their second message is context. I'm going to give you that first, okay? We lost a mutual friend to an overdose. I had a dinner party as an attempt to bring a little joy into our lives. Okay. So I threw a lovely dinner party for some friends because we've all been through some shit lately. I spent all day cooking and the night was great until my cousin got too drunk and took her frustration out on me. I mean, level 10. I was dumbstruck and it completely ruined the night. She apologized the next day with a sorry butt and I replied, your apology is bullshit. I considered her apology strike three because she had a drunken tirade last year too, which I quelled but overlooked at the time. I've since cut her off because the screaming really stressed out my dog, an older golden girl threatening her health. You don't have to. That was my last straw. We have mutual with what's up with the dog. In a small town, and I have no idea what she's told her family. We're close, but I feel no need to defend my side or even reconcile at this point. Now, further context, it was her childhood bestie that— overdose. Okay. She's clearly not handling it well. I've also lost people very close to me, but never went off on anyone yeah. like that. Thoughts? Uh, you are well within your rights to, and I'm very proud of you. Like, I don't feel the need to defend myself. This person is clearly in the wrong. Like, I'm good. You are within your rights to take a moment for yourself. Take some time back. Step away from it, which is what you're doing. This need as women in particular, like always rectify, always make sure it's okay. She gave a bullshit apology. You also are not a punching bag. Mm. And it feels really shitty to have someone spaz out on you. And the truth is, it'll kind of never... Is it her cousin? Yeah. It'll kind of never be the same because you will forever be like, oh, when's the next one coming? So you don't have to make any decisions right now. What you're doing is exactly right. You're just kind of chilling out. And if she confronts you about it, you can be like, you've done this a couple times. And you're what you're going through. Like I made an attempt to make everyone feel good and you made me feel really bad in my own home. Mm -hmm. So you're allowed. She chose the way she wanted to act. And now you're choosing the way that you're going to react. When we make, when we act on our feelings, when we have actions, when we do anything, you can only control your own actions. You do not get to control the response of people around you. That goes for lashing out that goes for making art that goes for standing on stage all i can control is what i say and how i feel i cannot control what comes back at me 
And so you're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. You don't owe her or anyone anything. You don't have to defend yourself. And I think silence is probably best for a little bit. I'm not saying never talk to her again, but you're allowed to wait to see how you feel. You might get over it. You might decide it's not a big deal in a couple months. Yeah, because even if you were going to let the the freak out go, knowing the stress she's under, the fact that then she came at you with a fake apology, it's like, no, you know what? What's the but? Like, I'm sorry, but I was going through a tough time and it's like, okay, so you took it out on me? Right. I was the one trying to help. Sounds like, you know, so she's going through, we're all going to, everyone's always going through something. I'm a firm believer in never taking it out on other people except for Emily. Because <laughs> she's in your house early and sometimes she uses the bathroom that you were going into to brush your teeth. You were asleep. You never know. I got construction banging on the walls. I got an air conditioning unit that's too loud. That bathroom's hot. It's like humid in then there. Then don't go in there. Those this, are, that's not humid. That's paint fumes. And this one in here, she Tianfu Kool-Aid man's in. <laughs> she does like to. There's no <laughs> latch on the door. There's no latch. It's me. She slams she in. Me privacy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hi, Eliza and Emily. Love the podcast. And I also love good on paper. I'll try to keep my question as short as I can while providing context for you. Thank you. Am I hot? I'm 23 female. My boyfriend is 25. We've been together for almost five years and have lived together for two. I am still in school pursuing a degree in education. I have one year left before graduation. My boyfriend and I have been planning for a while now. One year left, of course, is before graduation. I have one year left before I'm almost done with the middle (laughs) part of the beginning. My boyfriend and I have been planning for a while now that when I graduate, we will move out of the place we currently live into a new city that's about seven hours from our current home. 
It hasn't been something we've ever kept a secret, but we also did, didn't publicly announce it or anything as it is still a while away. Yeah. Anyway, about one week ago, my boyfriend casually mentioned our plans to move to his mother. His family's always been very close, closer than most I've encountered. She immediately started crying at the thought of us leaving and stated that she doesn't know how families can do that to each other and what? be so far apart. What, do you guys live in a holler in like West Virginia? <laughs> For further context, my boyfriend's sister got married two years ago and she and her husband considered moving. I learned from her that the mom had basically begged them to stay, saying she would pay them to not leave her. Oh, that's unhealthy. I didn't think it would be as big of an issue for us as we don't have kids like his sister does. Right. My question is, how do I manage this situation with his mom? I do want to move when I graduate and start at a school in a state that feels more right for me and is better for my boyfriend to pursue his chosen career in music. I have a decent relationship with his mom. I don't want to ruin it over this. What do I do? This is not your battle. This is his battle with his mother. And you're going. You're moving to a new city for your career that you worked very hard to get into. And if he wants to stay and be a mama's boy and like let his mom run his life, then that's cool. But you're going. Uh-huh. And he's going to want to go with you. But this is not your battle to wage. You're going. Train's leaving the station. And you don't have to talk about it again for a while. Um, so you can buy yourself a little bit of time. But do not end up staying in this small town because of the wishes of another person. Okay? The mom will get over it. All parents get over it. Okay? It's incredibly selfish. Uh-huh. She loves her kids, but she has her grandkids. She has the other daughter. And that's what holidays are for. Also seven hours, even though I lost my mind when I found out Cedar Rapids was seven hours from McHenry, Illinois. So we had to get a tour bus. Um, it's actually not that far. So I will have been there already by the time you hear this podcast. Yes, correct. So you be steadfast in your plans, little chicken. Yeah, uh, you, can't, you can't stay because the mom- And like, the truth <laughs> is, you don't have to talk about it now. You don't have that job offer- him being a musician, I mean, okay, like you can go wherever, whenever. You don't have that offer. You don't have the plans. You don't have the money for it yet. So you don't have to talk about it for a while. So buy yourself a little bit of time, but just know graduation day comes, you're out of there. Yeah. And if you plan on building a life with this guy, like you yes. guys make the decisions about your life. It's not based on like your his mom doesn't need to be informed. By, by the way, you teach people how to treat you. And the mom gets away with this behavior because people kowtow to her. So- if it's clear that like, oh, Kelsey doesn't put up with this, you're Kelsey in this situation, <laughs> then it, it'll be less of an issue. Yeah. She means well. It's very sweet. You're going. Hey, Liz and crew. I have a stand-up question. I've been involved in comedy we around- gotta, We got to call a comic. Two years. I finished an improv program and right as I graduated and got on a team, boom, global pandemic. Over quarantine, I took stand-up class and since things are opening up, I've been doing open mics for about three months. I even booked a show after my third time going up. <laughs> Stand-up was where I always knew I wanted to end up, and I love it. Mm. But no one really wants to tell me how to do this. Do I just keep going to open mics, hoping to get noticed? Do I make friends with the comics? I see other comics from my area on Instagram saying, here are the 17 shows I have lined up. How does that happen? I know stand-up is about putting in the time, and I'm ready and willing to do that, but I'm not 22. I'm 46 with a job and a family, and I'm in Dallas. So I need to be smart and put in the right kind of grunt work. I get great feedback. I know I have talent. I just want to know where to focus. Thank you. Uh, You're absolutely right. No one will tell you how to do it because there's no right or wrong way to do it. I mean, the wrong way is raping women Mm -hmm. uh, and telling them to S-U-D for stage time. Um, But I guess it has worked. Uh, There's no right or wrong way. There's no guidebook. There's no rules. You could go do an open mic tomorrow and someone sees you and they put you in a movie. You can do them for the next five years and nobody says anything. 
What's interesting about stand-up is that nobody will ever tell you you're terrible except for uh, if your parents are immigrants and they wanted you to be a doctor. Other than that, occasionally you get like, parents didn't support me, but like other comics aren't going to tell you you're terrible because what if you become famous tomorrow? They want to have said that they supported you. Uh, it's also just not worth it to be rude to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, let's say, and a lot of it is confidence. Um, ask those comics. Like, what are some good shows? Like, make yes, all the things you said before. Go to the open mics, make friends with those comics. I'm not a big hangout person. I also don't have to, but like hanging out, putting in that FaceTime so people recognize your face, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, emailing those bookers. Hey, looking to get stage time, you know, whatever works, like just being nice about it. You can also run your own show. Uh, I don't know a ton about the Dallas comedy scene. I'm sure the improv might do like a local showcase night. Excuse me. The Addison Improv. I don't think the Arlington Improv's open anymore. Um, and I think there's a club called, there's a Hyenas. Okay. I'm sure they do a lot of like local stuff. So get involved. Go on a showcase night. Make friends with the other comics because mm-hmm. those are the ones who are running shows. Mm-hmm. You got to get in that scene. Yeah. And there's no such thing as like the right kind of grunt work. Like it's grunty. It's all a lot of hanging out, a lot of late nights. Yeah. But uh, get on those showcases. Yeah, and when you see someone local has a post where they've booked 17 different shows, go to the, like, they've done the work for you. They've put together a list of 17 places that are looking for comics. Reach out to those places. Reach out to those places. Be like, hey, heard you guys run a great show. I would love to grab a spot. Just Mm -hmm. put it out there. They're Mm -hmm. looking for comics. Yep. Or run your own show. Yeah. Hey, Liz and Emily. I wanted to give an update. At the beginning of this year, I wrote in about my abusive relationship with my boyfriend who lived with me and would constantly check my Instagram followers. On the podcast, you guys said he would end up cheating, and he did. I I don't feel good about that, but I kind of, yeah. After he cheated, our relationship got even worse than it already was. What do you mean? What relationship? And he was constantly angry I couldn't forgive him after only a month. I asked him to move out, but to keep dating. Fast forward to the honeymoon. And he responded by breaking up with me. I know this is for the better. I understand that this relationship was terrible and I completely lost myself trying to be the person he wanted me to be. And he still betrayed me and left. I guess my question now is, how do I move on from this? He keeps telling me he still loves me, but we need to heal and then maybe be together again. I don't want to waste my life sitting around waiting for him to come back, but I don't know how to move on. Unfortunately, I did love him. Okay. Okay to say that you loved him. Um, That's so manipulative. Yeah. Oh, God. I had this boyfriend that I loved, and he ended up being sort of, like, not ready for life, and he had to move away. And he sent—he would send me these, like—he moved away, like, silently. Like, we lived together, and then he just, like, moved away, and you're like, okay, bye. And he would send me these emails that are like, one day I'm coming back for you. Ew. And I'm like, and I was just like, fuck you. Like, what is this fairy tale version of like, once I get my, I see as a woman, you've gotten your act together. But once I get my act together, I'm coming back. It's not like you're going to the military. And when you come home, you'd like me to be there. It's incredibly selfish. What he's saying is, while I'm healing fucking other girls, I'd like to know that you're in my back pocket, okay? Mm -hmm. That is what is happening. I promise you, he is not abstaining from sex, going to therapy, and focusing on you, okay? If he wanted to be with you, and I know you're not asking this, he would be making those gestures. Mm -hmm. The best way uh, to get over him is to give yourself a break, surround yourself with friends, load yourself up with activities, give yourself some downtime, and start swiping. 
start talking to other people, like open up your heart to the possibility that somebody's going to intrigue you in a different way. Mm-hmm. What you need is time. You don't want to sleep with someone. I know that like people are like, just sleep with someone, get over it. Because then you'll be sad or you'll feel like you like cheated on him in a weird way. Lean on your friends, give yourself time, focus on yourself, be selfish. Mm-hmm. Take that trip, make out with that dude. Don't call that other dude back. Take a paper mache and bomb your cat. I give you that advice because I used that advice. I made that movie good on paper. And after that relationship ended, it was such a kick to the head. I didn't want to date anyone. Of course I did. Like I'm not ugly, but I dated people, but I was very honest about like, look, I just, I mean, kind of like a selfish space. And after I broke up with those people, I did whatever I wanted to do. That included inviting two different dudes on a vacation. I didn't sleep with any of them. So it's not so gross, but like I made out with one, we hung out and he left the next morning. The other one came in the next day. I started acting selfishly, not rude, never hurting anyone, but doing what I wanted to do. Whether it was staying out, whether it was taking a vacation, whether it was staying in, I asked myself, if I were a guy and I want to make myself happy, what would I be doing? Women don't ever do that. So lean on your friends, be selfish. That will help you get through this. Mm-hmm. Hi, Liza. Thanks Chicken for, for kicking. Thanks for always making female empowerment accessible in your stand-up and podcast. No problem. I'm a 29-year-old female who was heavy and lonely in high school and identified as a homebody who rejected wearing makeup. I don't know if I liked this or used it as a defense when I felt rejected. I do a lot to feel good in my body and make peace in my mind. And for the most part, I'm there. But there are days when I feel like shit and that insecure 15-year-old takes over and I compare myself to any prettier, thinner girls I see. I don't want someone half my age deciding how I feel or what I want because that's absurd and I deserve better. Any perspective would be wonderful. Sincerely, a gazelle running at 45 but training towards 90. Onward. Um, Good news for you. No matter what you look like, everybody does this. Every girl does this, okay? So even the pretty girl you're comparing yourself to looks at another girl and compares herself. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with looking at someone and being like, oh, they have something that I might like for myself. It's only wrong if you hate yourself because of it. So acknowledge the way that you're feeling in that moment and then ask yourself, like, are you gonna do anything about it? If the answer is yes, great. If not, be like, shut up. Yeah. You know, but just so you know, we all do this. We all have days that we feel great and feel really positive. I think we also get this message shoved down our throats that if you ever question yourself, somehow you're not empowered. I have a very healthy self-esteem and I think I'm fine. And actually I have the opposite problem. Sometimes I'll be like, I'm doing great. And my mom will be like, your thighs got a little big. I'm like, okay, I thought I was doing great. So it's all about the grace that you give yourself and the con- how consistent that voice is. You know, if it's always like, you need to lose weight, you're gross and you do nothing about it. That's one thing versus I'm going to lose weight and I'm on that path. Like give yourself a break. Mm-hmm. Give yourself a break. And also remember, nobody is obsessing over how bad you look as much as you are. And you probably don't look as bad as you think you do. Mm-hmm. I have the opposite problem. I'll be like, this looks great. And people are like, that's not the best choice. I'm like, really? I thought I was crushing it. When you realize that nobody actually cares, you start to give yourself more of a break. Yeah. Or start to implement those changes and see how you feel. But good news is you're totally normal. Yeah. And, and you're an adult now. You can choose to do whatever you want. By the way, 15-year-old insecurity, it will never go away. All you can do is move away from it, but mm-hmm. it will never fully be gone. And that's for any girl. Mm-hmm. Even the hot popular ones had their issues. 
So every single like famous actress is in, in an interview is like, I was so weird and ugly. And then you see pictures of them and you're like, you are great you looking. The face of, of Teen Vogue. Yeah. <laughs> Eliza. My what? boyfriend's friend got married last summer during COVID. They had originally planned on a big ballroom wedding, which we were invited to. But like many people, they opted to get downgrade to a backyard ceremony and small reception with immediate family only. The groom's mother was ill and has sadly since passed away. So they wanted to be able to share the special day with her. The couple then sent out invitations with photos of them at the altar to another date this year. I could understand wanting to be able to celebrate now that all our, all our friends have been vaccinated, but this is a full black tie affair, including the ceremony, as if the wedding last year didn't happen. My question is in regard to the gift. Normally, I would give money or something off the registry worth at least the value of my plate because I know how expensive weddings can be. However, I can't consider this to be a wedding as much as an expensive anniversary party. I tried telling my boyfriend I didn't want to go, but he's insisting. Money is tight right now, so I was planning on supplementing our gift with a bottle of bourbon I made, professionally and legally. But my boyfriend brought- I don't care if you made it illegally. (laughs) But my boyfriend brought a half-open bottle from our house to the bachelor party, and now the gesture seems weak. How do I handle this situation? I don't understand that. I don't want to be cheap, but it feels like this couple is trying to have their wedding cake and eat it too, and I can't help but feel emotionally extorted. Thanks for all that you do. Kelly, P.S. The Nectarine meeting from your sketch show is my go-to when I need cheering up. I love that sketch. Listen to me. I'm guess- for those of you who don't know, watch the Eliza Schlesinger sketch show. We only had one season, but it's on Netflix and it's a hidden gem on the platform. Um, so you already gave a gift the so first time That's what around. it sounds like is they went to a wedding. They gave a an appropriate gift. Yes. They like bought the dress. They all like they did the whole nine yards for a wedding. And now there is a second wedding. First of all, money's tight right now. You do have a full year to give a gift. Um, and also the point of giving the, like, you should give what you can. I don't expect my friends who don't make money to like, give me a $200 gift. So maybe another bottle of bourbon. Well, that's, she's saying she was going to do a bottle of bourbon, but then her boyfriend brought one to the party. So it was like, uh. bringing something to the party for drinking is different. Bottle of bourbon with like maybe a homemade, beautiful label, like drink this on your five-year anniversary or something, you know, um, a beautiful note. I think if you already, so wait. They already, they went to the wedding. They gave a gift. They did the whole nine yards. She already gave the bourbon. No, just a gift. But now this is the second wedding. So that, bring the bourbon. So they're like, ugh, I don't want to buy a full on. You don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to. If you don't have that money, you can also wait, see if you have a little bit more money in a year. But even if you have more money in a year, why should you have to give a second wedding you gift should not. to these people? You should not. You already gave the gift. Yeah. I agree with that. They also may not want a second gift. There may be no registry. It seems like there is a registry. Yeah. <laughs> Which is. I mean, people. Uh, right. It's unfortunate because they were kind of forced to get married because of the mother early on. And so they missed out on the gifts that they wanted. If they were having another ceremony and they invited her to it and there wasn't a registry, I wouldn't have a problem. But the fact that they are sending out a second I'm registry. I'm unclear on what happened with the homemade bourbon. The homemade bourbon is the idea for- Give that. That's a beautiful gift. Yeah. Make the bottle really nice. Write a lovely card. Make a personal label. Like Jan and Tan's- Five-year wedding bourbon, you know, make it cute. Mm -hmm. Put a lot of love into it. I think that's a great gift and that's what you can afford. And if they don't like that, then they're monsters. Yeah. So don't stress about it. Give the bourbon and be done with it. Yeah. Make it in the toilet safely and give it to them. If it were up to you, it probably won't be. What would you want written on your gravestone? Keep probable character limitations in mind. It's definitely up to you. I'm not like a pirate who died randomly. I'm not like an unknown, like civil war soldier. It's definitely up to me. And I think it would say pepperoni and bell peppers. Why? Remember the old ads? Like, what do you want on your tombstone? 
Oh. Ah. <laughs> I, I bet someone out there has it. For sure. What a dumb way to go out. Um, okay, you know what it would say? It would just say in quotes, wait, that was it? That's upsetting. Life is short. That's really upsetting. What, no cake? Get off me. Get off me. Kick it. Uh, top of the cob. It's the top of the cob. You're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. My top of the cob is less tangible, more of a theory, but it was something that could have been tangible and I'm proud that it wasn't. You know, being famous, which I guess I am. Uh-huh. The most famous, but certainly, well, you all know who I am. Uh, you get offered a lot of free things. And it does weigh on me as someone who's environmentally conscious. And I think about the environment and the amount of overfishing, mass murdering of sharks just to take their fins, throwing their bodies back in the water while they're alive. That happens a lot off the coast of Costa Rica. I posted a petition about it recently. But sometimes I feel like Lisa Simpson, just like trying to save everything. Um, and emissions and waste. And anyways... So it's always like, well, what can you do? And I think fast fashion is a huge problem and you can't criticize it because then it sounds like you're criticizing poor people who need access to cheap clothes. Mm -hmm. But I have been offered a lot of things recently that I've just turned down simply because I don't want to get just to get. Oh, we make these these chips. You get four to a bag and the bag is a really thick plastic. I've been, I always take the time to write back to a company and say, hey, I didn't want to not respond, but I'm good. Thank you so much. I might love your product. I might love the idea, but I always ask myself, like, do I need this? That's why it's when you watch like TikTok and it's like 10 products on Amazon you need right now. You don't. Mm -hmm. You don't need a light up mirror toilet wand brush. Like you don't need it. And a clothing company offered to send me clothes recently. And I was like, yeah, free clothes are great. But at a certain point, you're just like, what are we doing? And so I was really proud of myself that I wasn't like getting just to get. I was like, great, I'll take one one sports bra, one pair of leggings versus, yeah, load it up. Don't care the size. I think it's tough to take responsibility individually because we feel it's on everyone else or large corporations, but I don't think we need as much as we have. And I understand that like I live in a big house, but I still drive a Honda Civic Hybrid and uh, you usually see me wearing about the same 10 shirts. So... <laughs> I just, I just try with what I, ha- I just try. Mm. I was proud of myself for doing that versus like, yes, I'll take all of it. Mm-hmm. What? You're so judgy. <laughs> My top of the cob is cross logic puzzles, which I just have discovered you can get on your phone, which are those puzzles where it's like word problems. And mm. it's like this person doesn't do this, but they do do this. And you, you put X's and checks to Ooh. figure out like the whole thing. And I've gotten Doo-doo. very into it. I like that. It's fun. Uh, my bottom of the cob is the breakfast dilemma. I'm not a breakfast eater, but if I do have breakfast, I get very tired. Mm. If I don't have breakfast, I can go very long, but I don't know if it's good. It, do- it doesn't wind up being good. You get upset later. The world is split. Best meal of the day, but it makes me tired. Like I had a, also maybe I don't need to eat so many oats. Yeah. How many like- oats do you eat? I had like a bowl and a half. Yeah. I find it very satisfying to like get like a low sugar cereal, like oat flake and just eat with milk and just that soggy feeling in your just mouth. Choke your way through it. I love it. <laughs> my bottom is there is a car's butt in my driveway constantly. They always have their car butt into the driveway over the edge of where they should be in. And then I got to carefully crawl my way out so I don't scrape the back of their Stupid car that is blocking several inches of the driveway. It's very rude. Leave a note. 
I don't. I, you gotta leave a note. You gotta stand up for yourself. You gotta leave a note. People in my neighborhood are constantly threatening to knife each other. I'm not gonna leave a note. Leave I'm a just note. Gonna deal with it. Well, threaten to knife them right back. Okay. You like knife me? I knife you. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispy from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispy, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with Sirius XM's Listen Next program, presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with Sirius XM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.